Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mixtag. It's your man, the cowboy, Jared Watson here, and I'm alongside my usual sidekick. Finally, we're back together in the same room, in the same podcast. It's the Wrestling Encyclopedia and three-time Indian Leg Wrestling Champion, Mr. Keith White. Keith, how's it going, man? Reunited and it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah, sing it. Sing it. Yeah, buddy. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, man. I know it's it's been a little while since we've both kind of been together on the show, and uh, it's not the same, man. It's just not the same. <laughs> Life finds a way, right? We come back together eventually. That's right. And we couldn't come back alone because we had to bring somebody special in for this episode to talk about all the crazy things that went on over the past couple of weeks that we didn't get to in our, our earlier episodes. He's been on the show multiple times. You guys know him in the tag gang good friend of the show and host of history's what if podcast dr philip reese doc how you doing man glad to have you on i am doing fantastic thank you for having me back on it's football season everything's all good my lions they still are horrible <laughs> well my packers looked even worse so there's that <laughs> there is that the lions are competitively horrible because they compete in the game you know They'll, they'll give it up. Oh, they do. They do compete. They do compete, but it's always the same old Lions. I do have hope. This Jared, I do have hope this year. Okay? It's funny. We got a little AF, uh, NFC North thing. I'm I'm just the outlier here. I'm I'm the, the odd man out. But Jared, it could be worse. You could have Nathaniel Hackett as your head coach. Yikes. Ooh. Ooh. Let's well, go ahead and kick a 64-yarder and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you got Russell Wilson now, it's like brand new weapon. Let's not use him. No. But, uh, and all that money too. too yeah, it's like that's like us taking these microphones and deciding to just be like, we're not using them for the episode. Yep, headphones only. Talking into the speaker and the headphones there. <laughs> yeah, let's just <laughs> anyway. waste our time. Yes, that's right. Well, let's not waste any more of the tag games time by talking about football. Let's get into what they came to listen to, and that is some wrestling content this week on mixed tag. A lot of things went down. If you haven't heard, which I'm sure most of you have. AEW's in a little bit of a mess right now, especially with their backstage uh, environment there and some of their biggest stars suspended over an altercation that happened after the all-out pay-per-view. We all know CM Punk, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and others have been kind of having some heat backstage. We'll get into that deeper in a minute. I just want to give the tagging a little bit of an overview, and then we'll we'll throw it to you guys to, to get some insight here. But... Um, all the people that were suspended in that backstage brawl that happened after the all-out pay-per-view, uh, CM Punk, Ace Steel, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler all suspended. I just found out before we came on that Pat Buck did, in fact, come back for this week's episode of Dynamite. So he's the first guy back from the suspension. All the other guys still suspended. They brawled backstage after CM Punk talked badly about Colt Cabana, and Hangman Page and all this drama. Apparently, the Young Bucks uh, threw out a rumor that the reason Cole Cabana was fi- "quote unquote" fired from AEW was because CM Punk came and and their previous beef. Whatever, it, it's just a big mess. And Keith, I want to start with you because we've been talking about this in our chat for weeks, and we're dying to hear what you have to say on the show. Man, first of all, it's the first time that Brandon Cutler's been relevant in months and years. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, sorry, Brandon. Um, yeah, 
this is a mess. This is an absolute, unmitigated, unprecedented mess. This this doesn't happen. This felt like UFC. Like Dana White can't control Conor McGregor. That's what this felt like. And it, it's been it's been. I think it was handled in terms of the storyline well. And and I know just based on talking to him off. The record, I can't wait to hear Dr. Reese because Dr. Reese told he's going to probably repeat something that he told me in terms of the way he wanted to see it handled. But I thought the suspensions were warranted and they needed to happen. Um, it just really makes it makes a lot of uh, a lot of mess of especially the AEW world title, which we were on trajectory before CM Punk's I- injury. That thing was being held for almost a year by every single competitor and really was becoming a title in a very short time that was very coveted and also marketed well. I know we're all in the era of kayfabe, kayfabe, and, you know, titles and and wrestling doesn't mean much, but I'm just saying the AW title felt like it meant something. And these injuries and these bad luck string of events, you know, it's starting to become hot potato. So I'm looking forward, and I know we'll get there eventually, but I'm looking forward to crowning somebody who can hopefully carry the title for a little bit longer. And I personally, I, and we can, we can go down the road with this a little later. Also, I think CM Punk's done. I, I think he's done. Wow. I do. It's five minutes in and you're saying CM Punk's going to be fired. I, I just, I just don't know how he comes back from this. Uh, I, he's, he's, he's a grown man. Dr. Reese, you and I are about the same age and growth like real growth and real change later in your life is harder than if we're Jared's age, you know, that, that that's a very true statement. When you, when you're a, when you're a stubborn person like CM Punk truly is, and he's admittedly an asshole and just, and doesn't take shit from anybody. And he has tremendous amount of pride. I don't see where he can make amends and, and play nice with everybody in the sandbox anymore to make this work. And I also don't know if, if he, if it warrants it anymore because his numbers were spiked for a little bit at the very beginning, but it seems to me based on numbers recently and metrics that he doesn't move the needle as much as people necessarily think he does maybe in Chicago, but not in the pay-per-view. Now, now Jared, we talked off in the chat and, you know, Cam Manning, God, Godspeed, God Manning, Cam Manning, you, you crazy, crazy coach, man. You, uh, <laughs> he, he mentioned, uh, he showed us, uh, I guess statistics that AEW's pay-per-views had fallen off between yep. all out last year and all out this year mm-hmm. by almost a hundred, by almost a hundred thousand, like almost in half. But there's one thing we didn't talk about in that chat. And that is that WWE counter-programmed that weekend. And not only did they counter program, but they counter programmed with Triple H's WWE, which is admittedly better in all ways, shape, and forms in a lot of people's eyes. So it made it must watch, I think, for a lot of people. And maybe they didn't necessarily want to do both for the weekend, mm-hmm. especially when you one's a premium live event if you have Peacock, which most of us do or can get in some way, and the other one is pay per view, which unless you got your little jailbroken fire stick, you're paying that money. So, sorry, Amazon. It's a good point, uh, K. 
Keith bringing that up because, you know, I mean, it, it was a pretty stacked main event. I mean, Punk and Moxley were going to find out who the actual world champion is instead of the interim. You know, and, and Moxley's run this past time was really good. And I want to, you know, Dr. Phillips, I want to get your, your comments on this. Well, hey, I need to get into this chat that you guys were on, first of all, okay? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to yeah. miss it. We're going to put you in there afterwards because there's a lot of crazy things that happen there. But he, there is a he lot. Enjoy to, it. He enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot to unload here, okay? So I think last time I spoke with you, Keith, I stated that AEW was in a ton of trouble when they did that match out of the blue with um, CM Punk and Moxley. Correct. Out of yes. the blue. And yep. that was the, the 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 match in which Punk messed up his foot supposedly. Then two weeks later, they did the main event. I think for one, that did hurt the pay per view because he gave something for free. It was a squash match, and then they tried to sell it off two weeks later. That's a major WWE move from ten years ago, in my opinion. Doctor East, so that kind of hurt. On the quote, he said something's off here on the text message. He's, he he in real time, he said something is off here. Yep. Okay, so CM Punk, I was always a fan, had been a fan for a long time. You got to get rid of him. He's a cancer. And I don't know if he's a cancer directly or indirectly, but drama follows him all around. How can he go to someone else's company? The elite's company. I mean, no, they didn't start it up with the money wise, but it was their brainchild. Go to their, their sandbox. And then destroy it and burn it down. And that's what he did. He's supposed to be called the locker room leader, supposedly. There's no way. Okay, so what? The young bucks are talking trash behind your backs, okay? I get that. But there's no way, if you're the, the locker room leader, that you're going to go during the press conference and do what he did. You keep that in the back. You keep it in the back and you be a professional. He's way too old to be acting like this. He's way too old to go into someone else's company and destroy the company like that. And yeah, now, if you can still make money off of it, go ahead, do so. But I don't know what that's going to do with the current locker room right now. I don't know if it if the, if the pros outweigh the cons at that point, in my opinion. I, that's a great point. And, and I'm looking at a situation for AEW now where their numbers are are pretty solid and they stay the same a lot of weeks. They, they don't vast a million. too much. Yeah, a million. A Give million or take. Or, Sometimes or, above yeah. or above. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and just say 800,000 average on a dynamite to, for, for giggles, right? Mm-hmm. Is that because of punk? Or to me, my if I was AEW, I'm going after these guys, these young guys, the uh, Daniel Garcia's uh, Guevara, mm-hmm. MJF, Wheeler, Yuta, that are that are super young, and I'm going to be like, hey guys, I'm going to throw a lot of money at you guys because, and 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 I think one of the reasons that they do the main events with the younger guys is to see what numbers that that actually does draw. Does it draw? Because we know Mox is going to draw. We know that people that turn, tune into AEW actually they don't flip, they don't go anywhere else. I mean, they watch AEW. So we got to figure out who the exact marquee stars are, retain them, and then you could definitely get rid of guys like Punk. Because if you think about the numbers that they had, and then when they got Punk, if he was that much of a draw, they should have shot up into like almost two million. Agreed. Should have correct. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Agreed. 
they they yeah. spiked for a little bit. They went up to I think what one point two million, right? Maybe one point four for one week, mm-hmm. and then after that they started to big, um, dip back down. Not yeah. enough compared to who you actually thought, like who you thought was a punk fan. Like when we when he came on, we were like, "This is it!" Like they're gonna that take. Was, it was only gonna, a year ago, give yeah. or take. It was only a year ago when they were on top of the world. Punk Keith came and back. I were like, "That might have been the biggest pop we've heard in a long, like since Edge returned at the Rumble." It was the biggest yeah. pop yeah. in the longest time, and it, it was home, in a hometown crowd. Now that we look back on it, you know, with uh, the hindsight, it's just wild to me that I I thought. I thought there were more CM Punk fans that weren't watching wrestling that would come back than there. I guess there were. I thought so too. That's so that's my take is I almost think it's time to go with the youth movement now and just see what you got because WWE is going to be knocking down on some free agent doors for sure. They already tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's a whole another thing we can get into another time. But can we just say that MJF came back at like, one of the most ideal times in the company's history right now with all this stuff going on backstage. You're, I mean, you're, you literally lost your world champion and your newly crowned trios champions. And they had to hold a tournament for each title. Yeah. And you needed that star to come back because did you guys, I don't know if you read it or not, but John Moxley was supposed to be on a six week vacation. Yeah, he was, but he, he came back because of this and what went down. I think he's going to take a six week vacation after this tournament. Yeah, uh, I hope that. I hope they put the belt on um, the title. Uh, well, I, I know so. Jared, Jared's going to get to our predictions on that a little later. I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm always a spoiler, but well, here's um MJ, for the MJF. Yes, it was good that he came back, but I do not like how he came back. If that that's makes fair. any sense. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he still is doing the whole. Oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to WWE. Like now's not the time. You just had huge drama, real drama. Real, non-working, shoot, <laughs> non-cave-hape drama going on in the background. You mm-hmm. have to do something different. You have to involve the character a little bit. And you make a point. great point because, Dr. Reese, it makes me wonder, when does the boy cry wolf? You know, is MJF's real? I, I wonder, I, I've, been, I've been hearing rumblings that maybe that the, the, the guy got planted you know, like the whole punk interview, the interview part was a work that turned into a fight at the back. The, you know, like, I, I heard with the interview, I heard that he gave people a heads up that, hey, you want to pay attention to this because he was right. going to address it. I think with me watching it, I think that he was going in one direction that he worked himself into a shoot <laughs> and just started to go off and he went too far with it. But like, right. like, what after the the pay per view? I'm turning this on, and all of a sudden he's talking about Coca Ben. I'm like, what? Like you just won the AEW title back. Like it, it's yours. Like finally, you can say that you are the true AEW World Champion. And I'm sitting here listening to Punk rave about his lawsuits with Coca Bana and how he's helped him and all the money he's given him, and he has the records and the receipts. And Tony Khan's over there, like. This is awkward. Like, well, it, it goes back to what Keith said. He's an asshole. Yeah, it's just he's like, he has a chip wide. on his shoulder, and he's not a locker room leader. Yeah. Because if you were a locker room leader, you do not do that. I asked myself why he brought it up, and I and I know in his mind, he brought it up because some of those writers in the media and people spreading this information were in the room, and he wanted to say to them while they're there and gathered together that this was his side. I get that. I totally get it. 
but you're on an AEW post pay-per-view conference. Like this is for millions of people possibly to watch on YouTube afterward. Like not the time. Come on, mix tag and tell your side of the story. I mean, we're, we're, you know, a Wednesday recording is a much better time. You know, let it, let it marinate a couple of days. Yeah. And like you said, and Dr. Phil Reese said this. So what if they spread a rumor about you? Like grown men, you're a grown man. You're, you're supposed to be wiser in this locker room than most, like most of the, like at least 75% of the locker room. So you got to be the guy that they come to. For this kind of stuff. If something happens to them, give them advice. Don't go live on the air and say all this mess about your personal life and what non-wrestling crap like you're going through in the back. Just talk about your title win and just deal with that outside, you know? But that's not CM Punk, though. Yeah, and if they don't want your advice, like Terry Funk, yeah, yeah, they don't want your advice, okay, oh well. I mean... The Young Bucks, they did something great. They did start a company yeah. for the most part. I mean, they did. They Tony has the money, of course, but so they did do things that CM Punk never did before, and they did it their own way too. They did it their own way. So you have to give credit where his credits due. Yes, and he's making himself look like the grumpy old man yep. who can't stand the childish games happening in AEW. Get off my grass. It's like <laughs> you, you're coming into our territory here and you're going to tell us how to run things. I get to what you're saying, Doc. I get it. Yeah, especially because he came back to it. He knew what situation he was walking into. He saw yeah. this is different than WWE, but yeah. this is still pro wrestling at the end of the day. Pro wrestling across the board has rumors, has the telefriend, telegram, telewrestler. Yeah. has shoot interviews and publicity and all these things and no disrespect to the man. Uh, he's actually on an episode of history's what if podcast with Dr. Reese and myself, Colt Cabana yeah. that you should check out, but God bless that man. No one wants to talk about him. He didn't draw a dime in pro wrestling. He drew a dime in podcasting, but he's never been a huge deal in pro wrestling. So. Why wouldn't you do that for any of the other guys? You know, like, why wouldn't you stick up for anybody that got future endeavored in WWE back in the day? Like, you know, the, the smaller guys, the guys who are now in the Indies, you know, I just, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it either. I don't, I, I don't. And of course that leads to, you know, with, with those rumors how close Hangman Page is with the Elite and the Young Bucks and Omega. He's going to chime in on it and mention something along those lines of, you certainly didn't feel uh, about this way and, and this and this and that live on AEW Dynamite. And of course, Punk didn't like that. He thought, hey, not the time to do it right in the middle of the ring with a promo, but hey, let's bring it up in a press conference. Well, you know what? The Punk gave his receipt Yes, he did. Was that, yes. that was the receipt. It should have been yes. over with at that point. That's it. And, yes. And I had no idea what he was talking about when yeah. Hitman Page me said either. that. I had no clue. Yeah, like, me either. And I don't think any, I think 99% of people didn't. Like, this is such a, a Vince Russo. Like, CM Punk is like the wrestler version of Vince Russo where he gets so mad. Like, we all yep. pay attention to that stuff. I, that's kind of like back in the day. Nobody except for um, 
like Bret Hart, Bret Hart's wife and Shawn Michaels understood what sunny days meant. Mm. The yeah. audience didn't. That's we didn't know what he meant. Yeah. You know, even the most hardcore fan back then didn't know what he meant because it was so inside. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knew he wasn't there. And, 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 <laughs> and you know, except CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and he did come up with a good line. He said, that's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. Yeah. Got him back. And it should have, boom, that should have been it. It should have been done right there. Right there. Because even that caused me a lot of confusion. I had no clue what yeah. he was talking about. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because obviously we're thinking it's going to be all about Mox and the game, regaining the world title. Then all of a sudden, Hangman Page come out here for a rematch. I'm like, whoa. Like, is this going down right now? No, no, right? No. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a mess. We're going to see what happens to CM Punk after this uh, third-party investigation is done and completed. We know Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are going to be fine after this. Is well, yeah, I mean, you, you never know. You, you never know. You got to bring them back. Maybe they're no longer EVPs, though. You never know. Yeah, that could be true, but you have to bring them back to, to be one of your your best trios. To to now these new trios titles, we have um, Death Triangle as the champions. We got to have a a good three to go up against them. I agree. I mean, from from a money standpoint, I wish they could all come back and really make money off this whole angle. Yeah, because it's a business. Yeah, it is a business, and, and they can Hardy make a ton it. of money. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And that was far worse. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, it's like I was telling Cam. Yes, Punk is a toxic person for your locker room. That's a fact. But if I'm in Tony Khan's shoes, I'm going to say, who's going to make me the most money and revenue? It's going to be CM Punk because at the end of the day, his t shirt's still probably the best seller on pro wrestling tees. Yeah. I. Um... I, I still disagree with you on that. I still think that, like, yes, it, no, not the t-shirt part. I think you're correct on that. But, man, all a t-shirt does ha- is has to be cool. Austin 316 can tell you that. They can come up with a brand new t-shirt, maybe, that sells crazy amounts of money. I feel like when you have cancer, you get rid of it. You get rid of it. I understand. I understand that. I don't know if Tony Khan has the spine to do it. You saw in that interview, the way he was sitting there, the interview, he certainly didn't have a spine. Right, right. And exactly. And then he decided to talk big at the very end, like at the very end about some about Crockett promotions or whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> His eyeballs <laughs> got so crazy. Our next partner that we have has a product I've been using every day. It's giving me better gut health. It's keeping me away from pills. Plus comes in a powder i've been able to stir it up and you know a little vigorously get the clumps out and it's got this mild sweet flavor that i can totally handle and i couldn't wait to try it it came so highly recommended by experts and people in the health and wellness industry it's called athletic greens so what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that I need for sure. By the way, it's been super easy to wake up, get my shower, make some coffee for Jen, grab a scoop and some water. And by the time that baby Nate wakes up, guess what? For the day, I've got my nutrition covered no matter what. It's been really good for me. It's been a relief. Like I said before, I'm going to be on a modified keto low carb diet. I've been doing that. Guess what? This actually fits. It's even gluten-free, vegan-friendly, dairy-free also. 
It fits any lifestyle. Athletic Greens supports sleep quality and recovery, and I desperately need that. But guess what? Things have actually been better. It supports mental clarity, alertness, and my family definitely appreciates that as well. Plus, a lot of multivitamins don't actually get the chance to be properly absorbed. Uh, they've done studies to show that a lot of products out there are kind of junk. This is high-quality ingredients that are easily and more readily digestible in a powder form that mixes well and tastes great. It's cheaper than buying all the supplements separately. So I'm in. Plus, for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations to help get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the United States. I'm really happy to support something like that. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you one free year supply. One, one, one more time. A free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, this is the American Wolf, Davey Richards, and you're listening to Mixed Tag and Let the Hunt Begin. But anyway, I don't think Tony Khan's going to fire CM Punk. I just, I don't see it happening. I I don't. It's a, it's a tricky situation. I think he may let him go. But at the end of the day, I hope they're all able to work together and make yeah. a ton of money. Even like last week, I think Tony made a mistake by not addressing the whole situation. I think he should have came on air, stated halfway what was going on in a storyline kayfabe kind of way. Mm-hmm. That way all eyes are on your TV show and not going to the interwebs to find out what's happening. So let's say if I saw the pay-per-view and then I went overseas for some reason and I had no clue what happened. Then I finally come back to tune in and all of a sudden titles are being stripped. He never addressed it. And that was a mistake on his part. All eyes should have been on his TV show. He should have been having tweets going out all week saying tune in on Wednesday. and I'm going to let you know what's happening in the situation. Right. Get eyeballs on the screen. That was a mistake on his part. Agreed. I think, you know, we need to have come to Jesus moment with everybody on here and lay it down and say, this is what happened. This is what's going to go down. And one of the things that is going down is a world title tournament that's currently happening. Uh, we're in, I think, the semifinals of the tournament now. Uh, we're going to have a matchup between um, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Lionheart versus the American Dragon. Uh, and then we're going to have Darby Allen taking on John Moxley. Uh, and then, of course, the winners of those two matches will face each other for the, the vacant world title at uh, Grand Slam in New York. But uh, I, I know, Philip Reese, you said that uh, you're hoping they give it back to Mox. I mean, solid, solid pick there, a solid choice. He did have a very good title reign, I thought, before Punk came back. I think he, he carried AW through the summer. Um, of course, nobody was expecting Punk to get hurt and to get injured like this. Mox filled those shoes pretty well while he was gone. And even when he came back and when he beat Punk in that, you know, in that short two minute match, whatever it was, I thought Moxley was the hottest guy in wrestling right now. Like nobody could beat him, but, uh, you know, 
what do you think is going to happen? You think Mox is going to get the title back somehow? Well, if it will, if it was up to me, it's either going to be Mox or it's going to be Brian Danielson, one or the other. Um, I do think that Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, I think Brian, he's going to get his win back from the pay per view. They just fought what two weeks ago, three weeks ago during the pay per view. So I do think he's going to get his win back. Um, yeah, Moxley is going to beat Guerrero, no doubt about that. And then it's going to come out to the last two. And I think they should put it back on Moxley. He deserves it. It reminds me of Bret Hart a la, what was that, 1993, 94, where they took the belt off of him, putting on Hulk Hogan that same night on WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Yeah, WrestleMania 9. Yeah. And then immediately they put it back on Bret Hart a little bit later on. And that's yeah. when everybody came out in the locker room, cheered him. Something I mean, like that should happen. They need to ride around John Moxley. He deserves it. He deserves a long, proper title ring. He is the heart and soul of AW, I think. You don't need to put him on Jericho right now just because he's Chris Jericho. He is the true locker room leader, probably, in my opinion. Um, Brian Danielson, I could see them going that route as well, too. Either or. So those are my two picks. One, two, either John Moxley or Brian Danielson. I'd be happy with either or. I just think John Moxley, he deserves it. Yeah. And that's that's fair to say. I, Keith, I, I want to get your take on it because, you know, I think we're kind of on the same page. So I, I believe that... Um, I believe it's got to be Brian Danielson this time. And, and, the, and John Moxley is the heart and soul and the embodiment of AW ever since he walked into the company for sure. And he's taken it to different routes. Uh, wasn't a fan of his first title run, but I loved his second one for sure. But we need a Brian Danielson title run for a few reasons. One, he's got a limited shelf life. If you're going to do it, it's got to be now. Two, it brings back a factor for all. Like, I don't know any wrestling fan who doesn't love Brian Danielson. So we actually get an American Dragon title run. Three, he's going to have the best match on the card with anybody at all times. So you got all these amazing matches that you can have lined up for him. Let's not forget, eventually we could have off suspension, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega again. And all kinds of other matches for sure. Uh, I do believe Moxley will get it back another time, another place. But I also think that if we're doing this correctly, Brian Danielson is the sympathetic guy to lose to MJF eventually when the time comes. That's interesting. Uh, I wasn't that, even thinking about MJF right now, but and 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 we can have a, a Moxley and Brian, and Brian Danielson super awesome Blackpool Combat Club fight for the title. Yeah, that doesn't have to break up the Blackpool Combat Club in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. but it can just be a show of respect. AW is no matter what. WWE does. Triple H is fantastic. He's been, this has been great. We're all happy. But no matter what, AW is known for the wrestling, the pro wrestling. Yes. The mat wrestling, the 60 minute classics, the, the doing whatever it takes for the hardcore fan who is there. That's their base. And I just feel like Brian Danielson embodies that because of the ROH spirit for sure. That's yeah. my, that's my take on things. I agree with hundred percent with you, Keith. I think it's as Brian Danielson's time. Like you said, it, his shelf life is limited, and he the fact that he's been there for how long? It's been a long time since he he showed up, and you know he had not, his battles not with him. As long as you think, I think like that Punk. Remember, like Punk, uh, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, kind of in the same vein, relatively I, speaking. I can't remember which pay per view that both uh, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson showed up at. 
That was last year in Chicago. Was it full, was it full gear? No, not full gear. That was all all. Oh, out. it was all out last year. Yeah, all Punk, out. Yeah, all out Punk, last year. Because Punk, Punk showed up fought, on Rampage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Punk fought Darby Allen during that pay per view. Yes. That was his yes. first match back, and then at the end of the pay per view, that's when um, Adam Cole came out, and then Brian Danielson came on after him. That was a damn good show too. And then two weeks later, he fought Kenny Omega yeah. for the Grand Slam. Yeah. I want to see that again. I want to see Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson one more time or two more times, however more times, because they're the two best in the business right now, I think, of pure wrestling talent. You could argue that Danielson's the best in the world. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I think it's he's long overdue, I think, because I want to see, like Keith said, the American dragon Brian Danielson. I mean, we've seen Daniel Bryan, right? We've we saw his run back in 2014 and beyond and all that. With WWE. I want to see the American Dragon Brian Danielson hold the title. And like he said, I, I want to see that that little Moxley uh, Blackpool Combat Club match too. Because I, like, like he said, I don't think they should break up the Blackpool Combat Club. I think it's one of the best things in AEW right now, especially adding Claudio to that as well. Yeah, and once they get their own theme. Oh, I'm sorry to talk over you. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go, no, I want to, no, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, once they get their own theme music. I have no yeah. clue why they don't have their own theme music still. When you like, come on um, as a group, you have to have your own thing. Yeah, it's like um, uh, the Jericho Appreciation, Appreciation Society has a thing at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then they all have their own music. Yeah. So yeah, have something like that. But yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. think it's time. It's time for him. And I want to see where that leads because like Keith said, AEW fans are so specific in the fact that they just love pro wrestling. So my question that. My question yeah. is, how many losses can John Moxley take? I just, I don't know, because I, I don't think, think that, that I don't think losses matter to him. Yeah, I don't think it does either. I don't, I don't think, I think that he can lose as many times as as, as possible. There's certain let me, people let me that you do that too. Let me rephrase it. How many times can they take the belt off of him when he's going full gear 100% the whole time and he feels like a second banana? Because that's what happened two weeks ago with Punk where he was white hot, white hot going into that pay-per-view and they gave it to Punk. And then it was a little bit different with Kenny Omega. I mean, yes, it was the whole pandemic. So he wasn't really able to do what he wanted to do. Really? And I like that title change, but soon, but now he's going to be in the tournament. He's going to probably lose. Because I do see your point. He probably is going to lose. How many times is that going to happen to him where he's second banana? I think he's a team player. Uh, I think that eventually, like I see MJF getting the belt and maybe Moxley gets it down the road if he's still with the company because he's on a handshake deal. Um, but That's true. I didn't think about that either. Yeah. But he seems like the kind of guy who's not going to burn a bridge. And he, he also seems like he's the kind of guy... The title doesn't matter. I think he enjoys a good storyline. Personally, this is just how I, I view things with him. I don't know him. I can't speak for him, but I think that he enjoys just being in a company and helping a company, which is why he's been the company guy. Like, mm-hmm. sure, I'll do what you need me to do. I loved his promo, by the way, last week. Yeah, that how, was great. How good was that? Right? All real, man. All I real. Know. I know. You, you could totally tell that he was just, he had the company on his back. He really... Yep. He really believes, and that's why I also don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he believes in AEW. Yeah. Um, but but this man was go, about to go on a six week vacation well, he, with his daughter, by the way, who's still very young. He needs a vacation. He needs it, but he came back for the company. Yeah, that's the guy you want to lead your locker room. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Exactly. For sure. Well, I I think he can come back 
and maybe there can be like a rematch with him and Danielson, you know, and, and, and he can, maybe he loses again, but it's super close. And he puts Danielson's hand up. I could, it'd also be cool to see hit the TNT belt on him. Eventually doesn't always have to have the, the world title necessarily. Yeah. Or he leads Wheeler, Yuta and, um, Claudio or somebody else to the trios titles. The trios titles can actually can can do can take main event guys and hold that belt off for them for a while. Yeah. That's what I love about the trios titles. It can really make a main event scene with with a three man group for sure. Love that idea. That's true. That's think true. about think about Omega and Bucks. Just huge, huge in the industry. Yeah. Put the trios title on them. They're still champs. They might not be world champ and tag champs, but they're still champs. Mm-hmm. Right. I I just think that we we've talked about it before on the show. There are certain people that no matter how much they lose or how many times in a row they lose, they're still, in this case, John freaking Moxley, right, all the way, and he's still going to be relevant. He's still going to be on TV every week, and he's not going to get, you know, the fans are still going to be there for him. True, and, and he's just one of those guys. So I and to to answer your question, I don't know. How many times it's gonna happen? But I'm like Keith. I think just John is at a point right now where he's he's the all out team player. Like he's given the assist. He's not scoring the bucket. So I don't know. I I mean I wouldn't be mad if if Moxley regained the title at all. I just think it's Brian's time right now. Yeah, I say either or, either or. Yeah, I have John as number one. Brian as number two. Yeah, but- I don't see the other two. You know, winning at Chris Jericho or, or Sam Guevara. No. No, 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 not at all. Um, now, if Darby Allen was in it, that could have been a different story. Yeah, and he's another example of, well, Darby may get beat beat the hell up so many times a week, and he might lose almost every match, but he's still Darby Allen, right? Yeah, he's the reckless guy that's going to go out there and put put on a show every time. So I agree. I think it's going to come down to Mox and, and Danielson at Grand Slam. Uh, that's going to be a fun match to watch, and and, and to have William Regal on commentary for it is going to be even better. As well, but um, just a mess. Uh, um, a situation Tony Khan needs to get control of, and I'm glad he sent those suspensions out to everybody because it was much needed, and he needed to do that for his own rep, his own reputation there. And it shows that he he does, you know, put his company first before anything else. Um, before we kind of wrap up things here, just some last comments from you both, uh, Doc. If you have anything you want to point out. Funny side note, I don't know if you noticed last week when Hangman fought Brian Danielson, Hangman went for the handshake and Danielson went, waved him off. I don't know what that was all about. That seemed like a little bit more insider. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It was like something that was very small and no one really called attention to it either. Yeah, I I don't know. That, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Keith? Yeah, we'll see. I think that they can get through this. I think that we've the first week we let it breathe, we let it marinate, and we were all worried about the company. But I think that they can get through this. I think that Tony took the right steps on TV in storyline to at least help us move forward. But they've just got to make the right personnel decisions, and all will be okay. All will be okay. So there you have it, tagging. That's our thoughts on the AEW mess going on in their in their locker room and their environment. Uh, what do you think? Email us and let us know at mixtag show at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the situation. Should 
Tony Khan, Fire, CM Punk. Let us know by emailing us and follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. You can find all of our episodes there. And Keith's always on Twitter. You know that already. Guys, this was fun. Dr. Philip Reeds from History's What If. Give your plugs real quick before we before we sign off here. History What If podcast on all of your platforms. Just look for it. There you have it. Doc, thanks for so much for coming back on, man. We always love having you. Anytime. Always a pleasure. All right. Keith, it was a pleasure to have you and I back in the same room as well. So from Dr. Philip Reese and from Wrestling Encyclopedia and three-time Indian Light Wrestling Champion, Mr. Keith White, my name's the Cowboy Jared Watson, and we are out. <laughs> <laughs>